Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international best-selling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become Mentally Stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, Listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into The Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to The Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. Tales of hauntings, murder, and scary mysteries. Every week, Twisted Twos dives into a pair of uniquely terrifying true stories that are worthy of a more in-depth look. This week, our stories focus on one of the world's most prolific serial killers and a bribery scandal that ruined thousands of kids' lives. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos. Number one, Dr. Harold Shipman. Harold Shipman was an esteemed doctor who graduated from Leeds School of Medicine in England. He began his practice in the 70s working as a general practitioner and became a well-respected member of society. But in 1998, he was arrested and is speculated of killing more than 200 of his patients. Born in 1946, he was the middle child growing up and the object of focus for his domineering mother, Vera. Over the years, she would gradually instill in him a sense of superiority and that he was special and better than everybody else. This greatly affected Harold and showed in his relationships as an adolescent and adult. His mother later died from terminal lung cancer, but while taking care of her, he was fascinated by the effects morphine had on her while she was suffering. As a doctor, he showed great dedication to his patients, but this was a facade because behind closed doors he was more evil than anyone could imagine. It was the local mortician that first noticed that many of his patients died in the same position of sitting upright. The undertaker approached him about this, but the doctor assured him that it was nothing to worry about. 
Later on, a colleague, Dr. Susan Booth, also noticed the unusual pattern. She informed the local coroner's office, and in turn, the police were called. Despite the serious allegation, nobody ever contacted the medical council. Otherwise, they would have found out about his record as a former prescription drug user and how he altered medical records to suit the deaths of his patients. Because he was such a caring doctor, according to his patients and colleagues, it was impossible to determine when exactly he started his killing spree. However, investigators have found that one of the first patients who died under his care was in 1971. It was 67-year-old Margaret Thompson. She died after recovering from a stroke and Shipman had just received his medical license a few months before. This death, along with several others prior to 1975, were never officially proven. Shipman's devious crime spree would end when one of the daughter's victims, Angela Woodruff, knew something was off with how her mother died. Kathleen Grundy was a wealthy 81-year-old widow who was found dead inside her home in June of 1998, shortly after she had just seen Shipman. Grundy was buried without an autopsy because Harold convinced Angela that it wasn't needed. However, a will supposedly created by Kathleen surfaced after her passing, and to Angela's surprise, it named Shipman as the beneficiary of her estate instead of her daughter or family. Angela was an attorney and handled all of her mother's legal affairs and knew she had never helped her mom create this. So knowing it was a forgery and convinced Shipman had killed her mother, she informed the police and presented her findings, and soon an investigation was underway. Kathleen Grundy's body was exhumed and it was found she had died from a morphine overdose. It was administered hours prior to her death, around the time Shipman visited her at her home. The doctor's house was raided, and that's when police found various medical records, odd jewelry, along with the typewriter that was used to create the forged will. After a more in-depth investigation, Shipman was placed on trial for 15 counts of murder. Apparently, he urged family members to perform a cremation on his patients' bodies, and so police had to focus on only those that were buried. The prosecution showcased how Shipman loved the idea of controlling the life and death of his victims. As the trial went on, a very different side of the quote-unquote good doctor was uncovered. He often ignored the pleas of attending relatives and would be reluctant to revive patients and even went as far as fake-calling emergency services when relatives were present. He would often prescribe morphine to those that didn't need it and overprescribe it to those that did. He also made a habit of visiting patients' homes under the pretense he was collecting unused drug supplies to be disposed of properly. Despite no one seeing Shipman kill his patients in the act, he was sentenced to 15 life sentences without the possibility of parole. Later on, two different inquiries were held which estimated Shipman's kills to be around 215 or higher. The audit actually goes as high as 236 patients that he likely killed over the 24 years he was in service. Harold never admitted to his killings. His wife continued to support him throughout his trial and maintains his innocence to this day. In January of 2004, a day before his 58th birthday, he took the coward's way out and hanged himself using bedsheets while incarcerated in Wakefield Prison. Number 2. 
The Cash for Kids Scandal. The Cash for Kids scandal is one of the most notorious political and bribery scandals ever uncovered in the U.S. justice system. The story came to light in 2008 and centers around two Pennsylvania judges, Mark Chavarella and Michael Conahan, who sentenced thousands of juveniles with mundane crimes into a for-profit jail. In exchange, the two men received more than $2.6 million in kickbacks from the owners and creators of the facilities. The crimes committed are nearly commonplace. One 14-year-old created a fake and humorous MySpace page of her school's vice principal. Another student who was 12 years old was put in juvenile detention for cursing at another student's mother. And yet another was put in jail when his parents unknowingly bought a stolen scooter and gave it to him. Countless juveniles suffered the same unfair judgment, particularly from Judge Chavarella, so he could feed more children into the for-profit detention centers. Many of the young victims and their families were often persuaded and others coerced to head to court and waive their right to counsel. Without having any chance to defend themselves, they would be pronounced guilty and sentenced to juvenile detention for months or years at a time. For some, it started them down the path of being in and out of the system and ruined many children's lives forever. Judge Chavarella sentenced more than 3,000 children in this way. Initially, he was sending them to a run-down, cockroach-infested facility, and so he saw an opportunity to make some cash. He approached Judge Conahan, who then assembled a private investment group to create and build Pennsylvania child care. For his part, Chavarella was paid $2.2 million as a finder's fee by the builders. While there were initial reports against Chavarella as early as 2006, as well as other inquiries filed against the judges, nothing was investigated until 2007. Complaints were piling up and families of the victims reached out to the juvenile law center based in Philadelphia, and those lawyers found out that hundreds of juvenile cases were tried with the defendants not receiving the proper counsel. A case was built against the judges and by 2009, charges were outlined against their deplorable actions that took place between 2000 and 2007. A grand jury returned 48 indictments against them, which included bribery, racketeering, fraud, money laundering, extortion, and federal tax violations. Other people that were charged and sentenced included the co-owner of the private detention facility, Robert Powell. Robert Merkel, who was a real estate developer for the facilities, as well as Sandra Brulo. While many children's lives were ruined, justice was finally served. All of the accused served prison sentences, with Judge Conahan receiving 17 and a half years and Judge Chavarelli getting 28 for his crimes. So they were two of the most killer and scandalous stories around. The world can be a crazy place and Twisted Twos is sure to show you why. If you enjoyed this video, then please remember to subscribe to our channel and click the notification bell because we have many new scary mysteries coming out every single week that we're sure you'll enjoy. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you next week.
Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.